0: Welcome back to Daily PBJ Devotionals. If you're following the Bible reading schedule to read through the Old Testament this year, read Genesis 6, Ezra 6, and Psalm 6. This devotional is about Genesis chapter 6. Now when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful, and they took as wives whomever they chose. So the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with man forever, for he is mortal. His days shall be one hundred twenty years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and afterward as well, when the sons of God had relations with the daughters of men, and they bore them children who became the mighty men of old, men of renown. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great upon the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was altogether evil all the time. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the earth, every man and beast and crawling creature and bird of the air, for I am grieved that I have made them. Noah, however, found favour in the eyes of the Lord. This is the account of Noah Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. And Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in the sight of God and full of violence. And God looked upon the earth and saw that it was corrupt, for all living creatures on the earth had corrupted their ways. Then God said to Noah, The end of all living creatures has come before me, because through them the earth is full of violence. Now behold, I will destroy both them and the earth. Make for yourself an ark of gopher wood, Make rooms in the ark, and coat it with pitch inside and out. And this is how you are to build it. The ark is to be three hundred cubits long, fifty cubits wide, and thirty cubits high. You are to make a roof for the ark, finish its walls a cubit from the top, place a door in the side of the ark, and build lower, middle, and upper decks. And behold, I will bring flood waters upon the earth to destroy every creature under the heavens that has the breath of life. Everything on the earth will perish, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. And you are to bring two of every living creature into the ark, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of every kind of bird and animal and crawling creature will come to you to be kept alive you also are to take for yourself every kind of food that is eaten and gather it as food for yourselves and for the animals. So Noah did everything precisely as God had commanded him. This is God's word. I don't think that a greater contrast could exist between Noah and the rest of the world around him. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God, according to the NIV's translation of verse 9, while the world around him was corrupt in God's sight and full of violence. Again, that's the NIV's translation of verse 11. Regarding the rest of the world, the Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, according to verse 6 in the NIV, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. The contrast here is not subtle. God approved of Noah and was deeply troubled about everyone else, according to verse 6. Although Noah was righteous, blameless among the people, and walked with God, according to verse 9 in the NIV, he was not perfect. He found favor, he found grace with God, because of God's grace, not because of his own righteous merits. As a man, Noah had a sinful nature like everyone else on the earth. Apart from God's favor, he would have been as wicked as everyone else, and just as worthy of divine punishment. So God's divine election of Noah is what is meant by the phrase, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Practically speaking, God's favor came through divine revelation. God explained to Noah his plan to destroy everyone and everything. We see that in verse 13. Commanded Noah to build a means of escape. We see that in verse 14. Instructed Noah about how to do it, as we saw in verses 15 and 16. And then made Noah a promise he calls it my covenant, to protect Noah and his family. That's verses 17 through 21. Because Noah was a man who knew God and walked with him, Noah received God's word by faith, believed God's promise, and obeyed accordingly, according to verse 22. The details of our lives are different, but the pattern is the same with every person who knows God. God chooses us, reveals what he wills to us, He commands us to obey, promises to protect us if we do obey, and then calls us by faith to act. We can apply this to our own lives. Every truth taught in Scripture is God's gracious gift to us, revealing what He wills to do, commanding us to believe and obey it, and promising blessing to us after we do what He said. Are you struggling with obedience to the Lord in some area of your life? I don't mean building an ark. I mean receiving the truth from his word in some area and obeying it. Understand from this passage that God's commands are not burdens. They're not burdens for us to bear through obedience. They are his means for blessing us. If we will trust the Lord and do what his word commands, we will receive the promises that God makes. And it's guaranteed because it is backed by God's grace, and God's promise. So think about that area where you're struggling with obedience and trust the Lord and do what he says and you will see his blessing. Keep that in mind today and I hope you have a great day. May God bless you. I'll see you next time.